This is episode number 21 of Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. In this podcast, we talk about the topic of love and the multiplicity of postulations that come out of this topic. Hopefully in this podcast, we answer some questions that you may have about the Most High's love towards his bride, metaphorically, the children of Israel. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in in exile. Exile. We are always talking about love. And we talk about love from the narrative of the Greek text. Love covers a multitude of sins. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. You know. Love covers it, huh? Yeah. But, and we talk about how much we love a God that we're not even familiar with. And mm-hmm. while we talk about a God, that, and, and, and please, please, please hear me. I'm not, I'm really not saying that you don't know. There's a difference between knowing of somebody and knowing somebody. And the only way that you and I can know a person and love a person is to be around that person, get an opportunity to know their nuances and their idiosyncrasies and yet and still within their nuances and their idiosyncrasies we find ourselves in a quandary that I really I really love you right and yeah I think it made a good point when you said nuances because you know when you look at the the narrative of the most high and and Yahweh he's very very specific about his disposition on certain topics um, uh, how he interfaces with his wife yeah. How he wants her to conduct herself. Yes. You will you will understand even what Yahweh's favorite colors are. Yes. If you get if you understand how things are put together. And you, you when you when you go across the street you, you it gets a little vague. You can't know the God of Israel, your husband, without spending some time living in his house with his narrative. And seeing how it is that he functions and how it is that he likes what he likes and doesn't like what he doesn't like and he does what he does and on all of this. You 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 can't you absolutely cannot. You can't. You you can talk about you love him because of maybe he helps you to get out of something. Or he helped you buy a new car, helped you buy a new house, or, you know, or Jesus helped you to stop being a drug addict and, you know, but, mm. and, and you love, and you love Jesus. Mm-hmm. But the saving aspect of the Greek text is says, no man can come to the Father except through me. That's that's a that's a loophole 
in the Greek text that allows you and I to get to the place where we need to be, and that's to the Father. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, you don't have to go through anybody to get to him. Correct. Correct. But since the Greek text has put it there, the Most High has used that track mm-hmm. to allow you to get to him, and he's perfectly satisfied with the fact that you think Jesus did it. Yeah. Keep them in the, the prison of their own minds. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. Yep. The only one that can save you and the only one that can deliver you and the only one that can bring you out of anything is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the deliverer of Israel and he tells us this over and over and over in the scriptures. The Correct. prophets recite right. it over and over and yep. over. I don't know how many theme. times he tells us in so many narratives, I'm your deliverer, I'm your king, I'm your redeemer, I'm your Elohim. I, yeah, Before I did me, this. I'm the first, I'm the last, and there shall be no other right. after me. I do not know any alien gods. He tells us this over and over in the prophets. So the fact that the Greek narrative mm-hmm guy stands up and says, well, you can't talk to the Father without coming through me. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come through you, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why you enter your prayers and you talk about our Father. Mm. Now, let's listen to what he says in Matthew chapter 6, it is. It's chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, six. I believe listen so. Listen to what he said. He said, Jesus said, and you can read your Greek text. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely no narrative in the Greek text where Jesus tells anybody to pray to him. Right. He always not, says, not, he does, not, yeah, yeah. There's no place where he says, pray to me. He said, when you pray, say, our Father, Father who, art who art in heaven, heaven. Yeah. hallowed be your name. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well. Now, hallowed be your name. Now the question becomes one, how can I hallow a name that I don't know because his name is not God? That's correct. Just a title. His name is not Lord. Mm-hmm. Those are just titles. Mm-hmm. So Jesus says in Matthew 6, when you pray, pray, Mm-hmm. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, your, your will, will be done. done. Yeah, what is so, that? <laughs> so why are you asking Jesus' will to be done? Mm, wow. Oh, it's because I and my Father are one. No, you're not. You're not even made of the same substance. Correct. 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 But you opened the door for me and told me, that I can get to the Father through you. That's fine. I'll use that. Mm-hmm. But when I use that, I have to testify to the fact that your daddy saved me. That's correct. You did, that's right, because you didn't do it. <laughs> your daddy delivered me. Right. Your, right. The one that you claim to be your father, he delivered me, not you. Correct. So who am I going to thank? I'm going to give thanks and praise to the Father and not you. Correct. Correct. 
Hmm. I mean, if I come to your house, <laughs> if I come to your house and you tell me, well, you got to go see him. Right. You got to go talk to my dad. You got to go talk to can... my dad. Yeah. And if your dad helps me out, I'm not giving you no praise. Right. Thank you for opening the door and directing me to your father. <laughs> right. But I'm not giving you no praise. I'm not giving you any thanks. Right. Right. So, <sighs> with that in mind, I've been thinking about how much the Most High loves Israel, who is his wife. Mm -hmm. And he talks to his wife in the book of Ecclesiastics. Now, okay. I'm going to tell you now that in order to understand Ecclesiastics, there are a lot of um, um, allegories, metaphors, innuendos, and things that are said that you will not have a clue about unless you have understood the history because Ecclesiastic is, Ecclesiastes is a compilation of historical narrative all placed into one into, setting. In the, into one, okay. When you Work. read Ecclesiastics, yeah. it's, like, it's like you and your wife sitting down mm -hmm. and going back to the day you first met. And you've been married for X number of years, and in those X number of years, you happen to be sitting down, and you start you start pulling up all the yeah, stuff things that, that happen, yeah. things mm -hmm. that happened in okay. your relationship from the time you met to the time you are now. That's right. ecclesiastics, okay. And it's all and it's all it's all grouped together in 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 one in one narrative. It's not it's not chronological, right, 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 right. But within that narrative, you hear you hear a conversation between a husband and a wife. You mm -hmm. hear the aspects of a discussion of things that are, have not been so good right. and things that are brilliant and things that are lovely. And in the, end of, in the end of all the discussion, it's always about my love. I love you. My love, my right, my my. I I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm okay, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start here, in 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 um in uh, Ecclesiastes. I mean, Songs of Solomon. Songs, Songs of, of Solomon. Solomon. I mean, so oh not boy, Ecclesi not Ecclesiastes. Songs of Solomon, in Songs of Solomon, chapter four. So let's 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 listen to the listen to the wordage. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading I'm reading from the complete Jewish Bible. The Most High says. How beautiful you are, my love. How beautiful you are. Your eyes are doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats streaming down Mount Gilead. I mean... <laughs> right. What? I mean, the imagery. The imagery is... Yeah. Now, now what you have to do is now you have to go in and, and, and say, what's this imagery really trying to portray? What's this telling? Well, first of all, he's telling you, he's telling Israel, you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you're my love. And you're so beautiful. And your eyes are doves behind your veil. Well, now you have to ask yourself, who are the doves behind the veil? Who are the eyes that are the doves behind the veil? Okay. 
And what do doves do? Doves are doves are a sign are are an imagery of that which is peaceful. Uh, they're an imagery of that which is kind of docile. And you look at Mache, mm-hmm. and you look at uh, Aaron. Right. They're the doves. They're the eyes behind the veil. Hmm. That's right, because they, those were the two yes. that literally went yes. behind the veil yes. and, and, and the Holy yeah. of Holies. And then you ask yourself a question, well, what do a flock of goats look like streaming down Mount Gilead? What do goats look like coming down a mountain? They flow. They flow down mm-hmm. and their hair glistens, mm-hmm. glistens in the sun. He goes on to say, your lips are like a scarlet thread and your mouth is lovely, verse three. Now you have to ask yourself a question because he's given the description of his wife, but now the question comes up about the scarlet thread. Okay. What's the scarlet thread all about? Mm-hmm. Now, where was this? Oh, let me see. Oh, oh, there was a, there was a young lady in Jericho named Rahab who let it down out of her window, tied it on the window. Tied yeah. the scarlet thread around this window. Mm-hmm. And your mouth is lovely. Whose mouth is lovely? Well, now the conversation is about the the individuals that came to visit her who made her a promise. Correct. I wasn't going to... And spoke... And spared spoke, her. And spoke things that were lovely, that were lovely to her. It goes on to talk about it goes back, goes on to come. I want, I want to get down to something here mm. in, um, in, in verse number, in chapter, in chapter five, I think it is. Five. Yeah, yeah five. Now, okay, got it. Five, the narrative flows into five, and it begins to speak of where we are. Hmm. But listen to the narrative, how it's written. Okay. He says... My sister, my bride, I've entered my garden. I've gathered my mare and my spices, and I'm eating my honeycomb along with my honey, and I'm drinking my wine as well as my milk. Then the chorus comes in. Eat, friends, and drink until you are drunk with, with love. What's he talking about? Well, eat until, eat my Torah, do until you are consumed. Okay. By me. Mm-hmm. Then she replies, I'm asleep, but my heart is awake. Listen, I hear my darling knocking. So, uh, right now, 2021, it's talking to you. I hear my darling knocking. Mm-hmm. Open for me, my sister, my love, my dove, my flawless one. For my head is wet with dew, my hair with the moisture of the night. Oh, um, well, am I supposed to remove my coat? Must I put it back on? I mean, I've washed my feet. Must I get dirty again? Must I return back to where I was? Right. right. I hear you knocking. See, must, go ahead. Come on, unpack that. I, I, I hear you knocking. Must I return back to where I was? Because at this particular point in the narrative, you've left. I mean, I'm estranged. 
I'm here, but I hear you knocking. What's the knocking? I'm he's knocking because he he wants he wants to come into me and what I'm telling him is which is the narrative of a wife to a husband. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey baby, mm-hmm. it's tonight tonight. <laughs> right. No, I got a headache. Uh. <laughs> you know, tonight's not tonight. No, I'm not. I'm 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 oh, busy. Boy. I'm busy. I I don't I don't have time. I don't. I'm not not tonight. Oh, not tonight. Not tonight. So wait, wait, says, wait, wait, wait. Go back to that part that you said with the, about the knocking part. Read that part one more time. I'm gonna tell you what I heard. Um. Um. Oh, let me go. Oh, you went down too far. Oh, two. I'm asleep. I'm asleep. But I'm my as- heart is awake. But my heart is awake. Listen, I hear my darling knocking. I'm asleep. Isn't that what we are? Yes. Right now. Yes. You're asleep. Yes. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you knocking. Right. That is the reason why you're here on this podcast. It's because you heard the most high knocking on something saying, listen, there's more to what's going on than what you think. Than what you think. And where you are. So I'm literally pulling on you. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm waiting for you. What does it go on? It said, I hear you knocking, but I'm awake. Was that, what's that part say? Yeah. He says, she says, I said, I hear you knocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, open for me. And he says, open for me, my sister, my dove, my mm. flawless one. For my head is wet to do my hair with the moisture of the night. And then she says, well, I've removed my coat. I, in other words, I mean, I've, 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 I've come out mm-hmm. of this mitraine, this idolatry. So must, must I put it back on again? Mm-hmm. I've washed my feet. Must I dirty them again? Again, yeah. Mm-hmm. But remember, he's knocking because he he's wooing her. He wants to come into her. Listen, right. to what she, listen to what she says. Okay. okay. Listen to what she says. I remove my coat. Must I put it back on? I've washed my feet. Must 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 I dirty them again? The man I love mm-hmm. put his hand through the hole by the door latch. Hmm. And my heart began pounding at the thought of him. <laughs> <laughs> so you married folk know what that <laughs> see, see, then then she says I got up to open for the man I love mm-hmm. my hands were dripping with mirror pure mirror ran off my fingers onto the handle of the bolt I opened for my I opened for my darling but my darling had turned and gone Mm. My heart had failed me when he spoke. I sought him, but I couldn't find him. I called him, but he didn't answer. Hmm. Come on, unpack it. You're there. So, so now, so now here you are. (laughs) I knocked. I was ready. You weren't. Right. You were too busy. You were too busy in idolatry to accept my knock. Mm-hmm. Then when you turned to open the door for me to come in and to, to do, now, now you're ready. Mm-hmm. I'm gone. I looked and my heart was failing because now my love who wanted to come to me is gone and he's not answering. And the reason why he's not answering is because you're making love 
to another God. And there it is. And there it is. Hmm. Right there in the scriptures. That's that's that scripture you're reading. I'm reading the scripture, man. Straight straight out of wow. Hmm. So it's been there the whole time. So, so so now the man that I'm now with asked me a question. Uh, <laughs> how does the man you love different from any other? I mean, here you making love to me. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. how does the man you love, which is the most high, differ from any other, you most beautiful of women? Wooing. Do, yeah, there it is. How does the man you love differ from any other that you should give us this charge? Mm. So here you are making love mm-hmm. to another man, and I'm at and the and the and I'm and the man's asking, well, I know who you love, but how does he differ from me? Oh, mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you. She, I'm, I'm going to tell you. She says, I'm going to tell you how he differs. This is Israel talking. Okay. I know that I'm in exile. I know that we are in a state of being separated. I know that. However, the man I love is radiant and ruddy. Meaning that the man I love can be very loving, and then once again, he can be very strong and devastating. Right. He stands out among 10,000. His head is like the finest gold. His (laughs) locks are wavy and black as a raven. His eyes are like the dove's by running streams, bathed in milk and set just right. His cheeks are like the beds of spices, like banks of fragrant herbs. His lips are like lilies dripping with sweet myrrh. His arms are rods of gold set in beryl. His body polished ivory adorned with sapphire. His legs are like pillars of marble set on bases of pure gold. His appearance is like the Lebanon, as imposing as the cedars. His words are sweetness itself. Mm -hmm. He is altogether desirable. And you ask me what makes him different than you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is my darling. This is my friend, daughters of Jerusalem. Mm. Now that's the way to explain it right there. Where at? Where has your darling gone, you most beautiful woman? Which way did your darling turn so that we can help you find him? That's Mm. prophetic into the next stage of our redemption because the nations are going to help us to find our way back to the land. Mm. Okay. Well, my darling went down to his garden, Jerusalem, to the beds of spices, to the pasture with his flocks in his garden to gather lilies. I... She says, I belong to the man I love, and he belongs to me. He pastures his block mm. among the lilies. Who do I belong to? Right. I belong to the most, most high. Absolutely. I don't, belong, I don't belong to any I don't belong to anybody who has to put their pants on the same way I do. <laughs> right. 
I don't belong to anybody who has to go relieve themselves on a toilet. Exactly. Go to sleep, take a rest. I don't belong to anybody who sleeps or slumbers. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I belong to who? I belong, I belong to I belong to the man I love and he belongs to me. Whew. I'm gonna tell and you he, and he and he and he refers to me. He refers to me as well he very let me see. Let me see, I'm gonna find something else. How beautiful are you behind the veil? Um, you know, I'm going to tell you what. Night, night after night on my bed, mm-hmm. I looked for the man I love. I looked for him, but I didn't find him. Mm-hmm. I will get up now and roam the city through the streets and the open places. I will look for the man I love. I will look for him, but I didn't find him. The guards roaming the city found me. Have you seen the man I love? Scarcely they had scarcely had I left when I found the man I've loved. I took hold of him and would not let him go until I had brought him to my mother's house, to the bedroom of the woman who conceived me. And who's well, the woman? Well, yeah, that's and, there's and, a that's and, a and direct correlation. And who's the woman that conceived me? This mm. exile. This nation conceived me. For Israel, it was Egypt. Right. I was conceived in Egypt. And and you look at that, you look at that narrative. I just gave you some snippets of it. But when you look at that whole narrative starting in chapter one, down to down to chapter five, you hear a conversation about a historical relationship between a man and a woman, Israel and the most high. Her good, her bad, she confesses. I, I, I sinned, I'm black, but I'm calmly, I'm black, meaning I sin, but I'm calm. There's some good, there's some good qualities in me. Okay. I'm going to tell you what, what, what's resonating again. I like using that word resonate. Um, I'm listening as you're reading and I'm somber because there's, you set the stage so eloquently when you said that's a relationship. This is a conversation between a husband and a wife. Yeah. And I, I got to interject in here that there's, you just can't read that and read it off the page. And, and, and there's feeling that needs to be felt behind you, that. You, you got to know some history. You, you do. But in, in regards to, um, look, look, reality. Look, look, yeah. Look, I, I, I I remember when he says, I remember when you cheated on me. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do. I remember when you cheated on me. How, how does that feel? That's what I'm getting at. Is the feeling behind this. There, and, there's, and, she's and, yearning. Yeah. And in the text, she goes on to say, she says, however, however, you were faithful to me, even though I cheated on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You allowed me the benefit mm-hmm. of doing something that was magnificent. Right. Building your mishkan, building your house. Right. It's there's gratitude there. This is this is something that's empathic. This is this is you got to be very. uh, uh, I want to say empathetic. 
Is that the word that I want to use? Or sympathetic? Sympathetic, sympathetic or em- em- empathic on this particular issue because you, you, you won't get the full brunt of it unless you, you put you have to do some association. That's why it's easy to say it's the di- it's a relationship between a man yeah. and his and his beloved. Yeah. And when you read that, in spite of all that Israel has been through and Elohim has been been through with her, mm-hmm. there is a mutual respect in the conversation. Correct. Correct. Now I'm I, I'm gonna tell you what I am stuck on the feeling. I'm stuck on it. Well, see, and that's and that's the thing. That's the thing that you have. To, that's the thing. You talk about you love him. You don't have a clue how much he loves you. Let me ask this question. All right, husbands and wives. So, your husband goes out and cheats on you, and you go out and cheat on him. You all file for divorce. Do you ever plan on getting married again? Hmm. Uh huh. Or is he that, just? He just? Yeah, he's just a nasty dog. He just sounds like a big negative. Yeah, well, the most I <laughs> called his wife a whore and a prostitute. That's but exactly. yet, still, he told her, he told her, oh, we, we're going to be together again. Mm-hmm. We're going to be together again. I'm going to be your husband. You're going to be my wife. And my name will be one. And there will not be any other God in the house but me. Yeah. I don't know too many guys in 2021 that is in that narrative. I don't where, know too many guys anywhere that's in that narrative. Yeah, where where your wife is going to cheat on you and you're going to be like, are you going to take me back? Excuse me? And I'm going to do what? Why? And likewise. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it. <sighs> you know, there he goes again. Well, there goes Israel again. How many times did Israel fall into idolatry? Yet the Most High went and got her and brought her back to himself. And he tells her here in the book of Songs of Solomon how much he loves her in spite of. In spite of. What are you describing? Right now there's time. You're describing grace. And you're talk- That's what that is. And you're talking about you love somebody. Unmerited favor that you do not deserve. deserve. At all. There's nothing you deserve. But in spite of. And I'm going to get back to what I said in the last podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Greek Jesus told you that when you pray, when you talk, you talk to my father who is in heaven. And you tell my father in heaven, hallowed be his name. First, you got to know what it is. Yeah, you and got questions you, all the way through the that. Yep. You, the only place you're going to find his name is written in the Hebrew scriptures. Yeah. Holy is thy name. Holy is your name, which is Yahweh. In, and where is it? In the Shemaim. In, in Hashemaim, where you are. Where you are. Let your let will your, be done. Let, not The Most High is not Santa Claus. He didn't say, Jesus didn't say <laughs> let his will be done. He said, he said, pray to my father that his will be done. And his will has been the return of Israel in heaven as it is in the Eretz. Not that you get a new car next week. No. Not no. that somebody drop a million dollars in your bank no, account or no, you figure out what the no. California lotto numbers are. And and you know what? <laughs> I, I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm gonna close this podcast with these words. Okay. There's no way. You can have two lovers. You can have a person you like, 
And some people say, well, no, I love them both. No, you like one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You like you like you like one and you love you like one more than you like the other. Yeah, Yaakov had that issue. Yes, he did. He he loved yeah. him on some Rachel. Yeah. yeah. And he was stuck with Leah. Leah. Exactly. She was the first to produce some children yes, too. Right. So listen. We're just trying to get you to come to a point of understanding how great you are as a person and as a people, as a nation collectively. And, you know, as, as we close this, you, you were sharing some stuff with me about something that Garvey said about, 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 about the cohesion, the cohesion of, yeah, of, of, yeah. of our people. And Marcus the, Garvey. Marcus Garvey had made a, 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 a statement that, that basically centered around this idea that, listen, we and which which gets back to really what we're talking about because right. in the last podcast we brought in the element of wealth. Yeah. In previous podcasts we brought the issue of artistry, right. craftsmanship, right. intelligence, right. Uh, being able to just and being leaders in the sense of commanding a whole entire countries right. and nations of right. people. You understand the greatness of, of your past, you, of, of, you, of your past, and of that, where you were, and, and that greatness hasn't gone anywhere. It's right. Just it's just in limbo because we keep wanting to serve the wrong God. Right. And and to take it a step further, again, into bringing in the last podcast, we talked about all those things and then brought in the fact that you're wealthy at that as well. But what Garvey was talking about was saying, listen, anytime that let's look at other cultures and let's look at history. Napoleon. Anytime a group of people wanted to fight for freedom, and to be dissolved of their uh, from their oppressors, they, you know, hovered around a leader. Napoleon did it. George Washington did it because obviously these individuals came from the, George Washington from the British, and they established the United States. So they liberated themselves. They were able to do it. He says, "Listen, all these other countries, and we have example upon example upon example of individuals that have come together for their liberation." And why can't we do that? We're stuck in this exile and we don't have a mind to come together as a unit of people. And he does something that is very interesting if you listen, listen to the speech. is he starts ridiculing them. Starts calling them a bunch of idiots. You guys are a bunch of imbeciles is the word that he used. He says that if you take on that attitude of assimilating into a nation of people who don't want you to begin with, and at the end of it, can't even come together as a people, as a group to liberate yourselves, then stay where you are and die. Yeah, and, 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 and with that, you know, as we, as we close this podcast, mm -hmm. the point of bringing, it, bringing in this aspect of the, of the Garvey narrative is to help you to understand that your husband, the Most High, the Elohim of Abraham, Nitzchak, and Yaakov, does not want you to stay in this exile and die. Yeah. He yeah. has a plan for you, and that plan for you starts with, first of all, reconciling with him. Just like you would try to go back to, you know, some people go back to their exes. In order to get back to the ex, sometimes you gotta reconcile. You gotta, you gotta eat some humble pie. 
Mm-hmm. And the only way that you can go back to your ex is that is the fact that you know that your ex really loved you. Right. Right. And now you're now you 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 take some humble pie and you go back. And all the most high really asks to change the narrative of where you are and how you're functioning in this exile mm-hmm. that can make it better. That can take all the boogeyman's away. Is to turn back and be obedient to him. Turn back to his Torah. Honor his Sabbath. I'm out of idolatry, sun worship, and and follow the mandate that he has given for his wife. And tomorrow, I didn't say next week. Yeah, literally tomorrow. Tomorrow, your whole life will begin to reshape and change, and there will be a new, a new, a new day. You, if you think Jesus gave you a new day, try turning back to the one who created Jesus then. Right. Because he's a man. There's there's a and the most high created there, and yeah. the most high created all human beings. Right. You say that you love him. You want to know everything. You want to know everything about him. Come on just, back. Just know, just know that he's willing, he loves us in spite of our idolatrous ways. And he has a plan to redeem us, bring us back to the land and restore to us the wealth that we once had and cause the nations to look at you and say, you were told lies about you. Yeah, you were. Yeah. What the nations don't know is that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is in this exile with us. Mm-hmm. We're not here alone. Right. Well, this, yep. has, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and... Sean Appleton. This has been Exiled in Hebrews. Exiled. (laughs) You got so into it. Yeah. And we say to you, Shalom. Shalom.